Take the usual podcast hosting companies and you'll stay in expensive wonderland. Take the podcast of Matrix hosting and you'll experience a completely different world of whole podcast library hosting. Choose wisely at podcastmatrix.com. That's podcastmatrix.com. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. The call begins. You're just sitting there, minding your own business, watching the red light, just waiting for it to turn green so that you can get to the Taco Bell for that chalupa. You glance over at your rearview mirror, and you see a car approaching. Wait, he isn't slowing down. Heck, it doesn't even look like he's watching the road. You brace for impact because there's nowhere to go. The intersection is full of vehicles. Bam! You get rear-ended. Fortunately, you're fine physically, but your beautiful car, it's been damaged. Time to call 911 and get the police there to help with traffic and to make a report. (sighs) 911, where is your emergency? Uh, yeah, I was just rear-ended and I need the cops. Okay, well, tell me where you are so I can get the officers to your location. Um, I don't know. I'm not from around here. Well, that's okay. Can you look around and tell me what you see? Yes, there's a gas station to my right, and the Taco Bell and McDonald's are just across from me. I stopped at the light, and this car slammed into the back of me. Okay, that's great. I know exactly where you are. Tell me your phone number, just in case our call drops. And she gives it to me. What's your name? She provides that for me, too. Okay, my partner's already got help on the way. Are you injured? No, I don't think so, she says. I'm sure I'll feel it tomorrow, but I think I'm okay. Would you like me to send an ambulance? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, just as a rule of thumb, anytime we hear that somebody may be hurt or they're not sure if they're hurt, we send an ambulance just in case. Worst case scenario, officer gets on scene and disregards the ambulance. Ma'am, are you blocking the roadway? Yeah, I'm afraid to move my car, and I'm not so sure he's going to be able to move his at all. That's okay. Can you tell me if it looks like the other person might be injured? Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Traffic is backing up, though. That's all right. My officers are on the way to help you and take care of the traffic issues. What kind of car are you in? She provides it. And what color is it? She tells me that as well. Can you tell me what color and what kind the other car is? I'm not real good on makes and models, she says, but it looks like a little black sports car. Perfect. Thank you. I just heard one of my officers on the radio. He should be pulling up right now. Can you see him? Yes, ma'am. He's right there. Thank you so much. And the call ends. Now, this conversation was my side of the call as a call taker. My partner, who's working the radio, 
has a different conversation because she's getting help en route. Have you ever wondered what it sounds like on the other side? I would love to share that with you. Even though it'll sound a little funny to you, I'll explain it all after. First, when we call out to our officers to let them know that they have a call pending, we call them out using their badge number. For this case, we'll just pick a random number. Let's go with 184. And it goes something like this. 184, copy for 1050. 1068. 184, respond to Hawk Ridge Trail at Highway N for a 1050, possible J2, J3, involving a maroon Honda CRV and a black sports car. Unknown make, medics are en route. 10476. 104184. 1076. 1023. 104184. 1023. And that's it. I just wanted to share what it sounds like when we use our 10 codes and how quickly the information is given out while the caller is still on the line with the call taker. More and more agencies are going to plain talk and only use very common 10 codes like 10-4. A good reason for plain talk is because officers from other agencies use 10 codes, but they might differ from the 10 codes we use. So plain talk becomes more and more important within the state as well as across the entire nation. So what does plain talk sound like? Well, I'll do the same scenario you just heard with the 10 codes, but I'll give it to you in plain talk. 184, copy for a traffic accident. Go ahead, dispatch. 184, respond to Hawkridge Trail at Highway N for a traffic accident with possible injuries and is blocking the roadway. It's involving a maroon Honda CRV and a black sports car. Unknown make. Medics are en route. 104, I'm en route. City's clear en route. 184 on scene. 104, 184 on scene. Plain talk takes a little bit longer to get the information out, but there are no miscommunications. It's all cut and dry. Okay, back to the accident. This call is pretty typical when it comes to traffic accidents. I get calls every single day just like this. Matter of fact, not a day goes by that I work that I don't get at least one or two accidents, if not several, depending on the weather. It is obvious that it can be scary driving on ice, snow, and even rain, but believe it or not, sometimes there's an increase in accidents on a sunshiny, beautiful day as well. Why, you might be asking? Well, sometimes when you have rain day after day after day, and it's yucky weather, and all of a sudden you get a nice day, people get excited, and they want to go out into the sun, and they pack up, and they go out to enjoy it. This means there's a lot more people on the roadways and more people rushing to get where they want to go to enjoy the day. Like I said, this is a typical accident with no injuries or minor ones, but not all of them are as cookie cutter as this one. These kind of accidents are on the rise because of distracted driving. On the other side of the break, not only will we talk about different ways drivers are distracted, but we'll talk about how distracted driving can become deadly. I need to take a little break. This will give you the opportunity to hear from my sponsors and see how they can help you. Not to worry, there's a lot more to share when we come back. I'm Lisa and you're being digitally dispatched. The one question each podcaster should be asking themselves is, why am I still editing my own podcast? Mike Wilkerson from the Two Guys Talking Podcast here. I've podcasted and edited for over a decade, and I know what an hour and a half podcast turns into when you get in front of the editing stack. Let me tell you, it's not an hour and a half. 
it's closer to probably double that time. Are you ready to hand off the time you're wasting editing your own podcast? Looking for a cost-effective solution that doesn't break the bank but gives you super experienced quality podcasting back to you in a short period of time? Be sure to check out The Editor Core. Make your podcast soar with The Editor Core. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. Do you like what you're hearing during the Digitally Dispatched podcast? Let's have a conversation about how you can help us grow. Visit my website at digitallydispatched.com and let's find a way to get your organization, business, or effort to benefit from my focused and engaged audience. Let me help you grow your digital footprint and foster educational content on the internet. Open a channel now at digitallydispatched.com. That's digitallydispatched.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Hey, this is Lisa at Digitally Dispatched. I'm back from break. Are you ready to hear more about distracted drivers and how they result in traffic accidents? The call continues. The first part of our discussion was all about what happens when an accident occurs. The only variations for a typical 1050 or a traffic accident is that sometimes there's no injuries at all, the vehicles are not blocking, and the caller knows exactly where they are. Pretty much run-of-the-mill, really. But what's it like when it's not so run-of-the-mill? All hell breaks loose in dispatch. That's what happens. Generally, we get several calls for accidents when they happen, regardless of how big. But the bigger the accident, the more calls we get. We try to get as much information as we can from the initial callers, because usually they're the ones either involved in the accident or they just witness the accident occur. All of the subsequent callers are asked location, and if that matches, we ask description of the vehicles, and if they think medics are needed, and if the accident is blocking the roadway. We try and get all the information as quickly as possible so that we can give all that information to the officers, get them en route, and get other first responders en route as well. We're not trying to be rude or insensitive, but we have a lot of calls coming in and we need to get as much information from everyone as we can. Now, I promised to tell you about some other accidents that are caused by distracted drivers. We've already talked about a minor type accident, but some distracted drivers cause really big accidents. The three calls that I'm going to talk about are very scary. The first one we'll discuss is in reference to an older gentleman who had Alzheimer's. And we dealt with this man on multiple occasions. He had what they call sundowners, which means they get confused as to whether it's day or night. And in his life prior to the Alzheimer onset, he used to go for walks in the evening. 
As the Alzheimer's progressed, he tended to like to go for his walks, unfortunately, at about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, thinking it was earlier in the evening for him. He would walk along one of our main roadways. It wasn't the highway, but it was the outer road next to the highway. And he would just go for a walk like he used to every day. We would get calls on him quite frequently. My officers would go out and we would escort him home and get him back to safety. One particular night, I received a call on 911 and a woman was screaming, I think I hit someone, I think I hit someone. I asked her, okay, tell me where you're at. She gives me her location. She stated she pulled over. She wasn't sure if she hit a person or an animal, but she thought it might have been a person. She was inconsolable. I did my best to calm her down, told her officers were on the way. We discussed the exact location where she was and where it was she may have hit someone. When my officers arrived on scene, they did find the man who had suffered from Alzheimer's on the side of the road and her truck she had pulled over several feet away. The first officer on scene had attended to the man with Alzheimer's, verified that we had ambulance en route, which we did, and the second officer to arrive on scene went to the location of our caller. What we found out is that our caller stated that she had looked away from the wheel for just a moment to pick up her phone to let them know she was on her way home. When she did this, she felt and heard a thud. She had veered onto the shoulder of the road and then back onto the roadway. That's when she called 911, thinking she had struck either a person or an animal. In this case, those big mirrors on the side of the truck hit the gentleman with Alzheimer's, causing a head injury, and we found out later a brain bleed. He did not survive this accident that was caused by a distracted driver. The next call I want to talk about actually happened in a different agency, but it outlines exactly what we're talking about here. It's a shortened version because I don't have all the ins and outs, but I do know, because I read about it in the paper, that a young man was traveling on the highway, and he was speeding, but even if he wasn't, the outcome would have been exactly the same. He was distracted by his phone. I'm not sure if he was texting or looking to call somebody, but he was not watching the roadway. And because of this, he ran into one of those guardrails. The guardrails are there to protect us, to keep us from going off of the roadway. Well, where that guardrail starts is where his vehicle hit it. That vehicle was ripped in two by the guardrail. He did not survive this accident because he was distracted while driving. The last story I'd like to share with you is a personal one. It's about my aunt who was just on her way home after having spent a great day with her best friend. They went to the casino, they had some lunch, and she was on her way home to feed the dogs. Because in my aunt's world, feeding the dogs came first to everything else. And she was on her way home on one of those windy back roads because she lived out in the country. And as she's coming around one of the curves, a vehicle was approaching her from the other side. The person in the other vehicle was not watching where he was going because he was distracted, came across the center line, and slam, hit her right on the front end and front quarter panel of her vehicle. 
he was traveling at quite a speed, whereas she was not because she had just come out of a curve. And you have to slow down when you do that. She got out of the vehicle. She was talking, walking, asking what the hell just happened, and called the police. When she called, she explained that she'd just been hit by another vehicle. They got her location. They got vehicle description. Was there any injuries? And she said, oh, I'll be fine. All of my airbags deployed. feel like I might have myself a black eye. But I'll be okay. Well, they sent medics anyway because that's what we do. If there's a chance that somebody's injured, we send medics. The officers arrived on scene. They took statements from both of the drivers. My aunt saying, I was just coming out of that curve and he came across the line and hit me. They talked to the other driver who stated he was fine as well and he felt horrible about the accident. My aunt was on the phone after the officers arrived to call her daughter-in-law and asked her to run home and take care of the dogs because the officer was forcing her to go to the hospital. She insisted she was fine, but this officer was very nice and told her she had to go to the hospital. He said, your eye is already really black and I'm very concerned because I think you may have a pretty good head injury. Just please go to the hospital for me. To which she apparently said, okay, fine, I'll go. As she's getting loaded up into the ambulance, her daughter-in-law arrived on scene because she had to go that way to get to the house to take care of the dogs. Her daughter-in-law said, I'll just meet you back at the hospital after I take care of the dog and we'll go from there. Everybody was in agreement. Ambulance leaves, takes her to the hospital. This is where it starts to get scary. According to the officer and her daughter-in-law, she seemed fine. She was talking. She knew where she was. She knew what had happened. And then she gets to the hospital. Hospital staff stated that she was talking like normal until she wasn't. She started speaking gibberish, which is apparently a sign of brain damage. They rushed her to an MRI to take a look at everything. As they wheeled her down the hallway, she stopped talking and never talked again. What had happened was the impact of her vehicle was so hard that her brain had shifted and pushed down on the brainstem. Her black eye on scene apparently was detached from the back of her head, and she was already blind on one side on scene. She had no idea because it was so swollen, she couldn't see through it. She never woke up from that coma. Two days after that accident happened, my aunt passed away because that other driver was on his cell phone and was distracted. Accidents happen for all sorts of reasons. Don't drive distracted. You can kill someone. The resolution. 911 call comes in. Advised of a traffic accident. Location acquired. Police dispatched. Name and number given. Obtain information of possible injuries and if vehicle is blocking the roadway. Medics dispatched. Police updated with all new information. Officers arrive on scene. Call disconnects. Fire and EMS arrive on scene.
All parties checked and released on scene. Both vehicles run through the system. All parties are run for driving status. Vehicles removed from roadway. Report taken. Scene cleared. What the caller did right. First off, this caller was very situationally aware. She was alert and watching the light as well as what was going on around her. She remained calm throughout the entire situation. The caller called 911 as soon as the accident happened. She remained calm even though she didn't know the name of the street she was on. She was able to give enough details about what was around her so that the dispatcher knew her location immediately. Most importantly, she answered all the questions that were asked of her and was able to provide her location, location, location. And officers responded immediately. What I learned as a dispatcher. Traffic accidents happen all day, every day, and each one has its own set of obstacles. As a dispatcher, knowing my city is key to knowing where the callers are when they call in. I usually am able to visualize where they are by the questions I've asked of them. This helps me get the first responders to them quickly. Every caller handles accidents differently. Some, like this caller, in this case was able to stay calm, cool, and collected. Even though she was a little shaken, she was able to give me all the information I needed. Others are hysterical, which could be for a number of reasons. They could be injured, they could have children in the car, afraid that the other party might be injured, they're blocking a roadway, they're in a scary place. This is a pure adrenaline dump. Other callers are angry. Why? Well, because they just got hit and they have to answer a million questions and all they want is a cop to get there now. While I wholeheartedly wish I could teleport my officers to the scene immediately, this is not the case yet. They actually have to drive to the scene of the accident and it's going to take some time. One of the most important lessons I have learned is to reassure the callers more than once that help is on the way while staying calm myself. The legacy. As I've stated, each accident is different. The ones that happen most frequently sometimes don't even need a full report. They just need to exchange information at the scene and that's all that needs to be done. The other ones, the gruesome, brutal ones, well, those stay with a person, especially when they hit close to home. The legacy for me is not only to be situationally aware, but to not allow myself to be distracted while I'm driving. Distracted driving is the number one reason that people end up in accidents, whether they're minor fender benders or involve a fatality. I have experienced personal losses due to traffic accidents. I hope those listening to this podcast take more care while driving so that they are aware of everything around them. When you are situationally aware, you are not distracted, and you are able to watch more closely for those who are. Have you been involved in an accident? Was it because you or the other person was distracted? I'd love to hear about your experiences. Head over to my website at digitallydispatch.com, fill out the quick web form, and tell me what you think. Dispatcher Trivia. 80% of accidents 
are caused from distracted driving. What do you think of when you hear that a driver's been distracted? I automatically go to texting or talking on the phone. And while those are definitely on the list, there are other distractions too. Like what, you ask? Well, reaching for something that you dropped. Oh, on a side note, this happened to me way back in the olden days. When I was 16, I was a new driver. This was pre-cell phone. I know, I know, the dark ages. Anyway, the knob on my radio, because we had knobs on radios back then, actually popped off and fell onto the floorboard. I reached over to pick it up. This is taking my eyes off the roadway so that I could reach way down into the passenger floorboard to pick it up. And I ran over these little posts that were on the side of the road in a park nonetheless that were there to keep you from going off the roadway. Well, I blew out the two tires on the passenger side. Oh yeah, the folks were not happy and I had to work my butt off to pay for those damages. Anyway, back on track. Children are a big distractor too. New parents spend a lot of time looking in the rearview mirror to look at their little bundle of joy and even turning around to look at them too. Or turning and reaching back to give the child something to keep them occupied or pick up something that the child dropped or take something away from the child that they shouldn't have. Huge distractors. Children themselves become a distraction by yelling at each other and or roughhousing with each other. Who hasn't seen the glare from their parents looking back in the rearview mirror and hearing those infamous words, if I have to pull this car over? In that moment, you caused your parents to be distracted. What else? Oh, eating, drinking, those are distractions. Even other drivers can be a distraction. How so? On one end of the spectrum, you may have a person trying to be all flirty with you while you're driving. It's happened. And on the other side, they're more interested in themselves and getting where they want to go now. This encapsulates a lot of different people. I mean, it can be people who have impulse issues where they go from zero to angry in five seconds. And then you have those who don't like the way you're driving. So they're going to brake check you every five seconds, or they're going to pass you and slow down. And then they're going to let you pass them. So on and so forth. You know how it goes. And this is all under the umbrella of road rage. Kind of. When a situation happens where you get angry at another driver, don't be so focused on what the other driver has done or is doing that you're distracted by your anger. That's only gonna cause accidents either to your vehicle, to their vehicle, or other vehicles around you. We don't want that to happen. I do wanna take just a second that if you're a victim of someone who is doing all that brake check-in and coming around and slowing down in front of you and then letting you pass and so on and so forth, and you're afraid for your safety, don't hesitate to drive to the nearest police department. If you're not quite sure where that's at, don't distract yourself by looking it up on your phone. Just call 911. We will guide you there and have a police officer waiting for you. More often than not, the person that's trying to get under your skin is going to disengage and go on their way, and you're safe to go home. And we've only covered just a few distractors and reasons people road rage and so on and so forth, but I'm sure that on down the road, we'll probably have another episode similar to this so that we can discuss it more. Let me leave you with this. According to the statistics, 
once a driver has been distracted, it only takes three seconds for an accident to happen. So please be careful, be situationally aware, and that cell phone or text, it can wait until you stop and can safely respond. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, you, especially me, are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa, and you have been digitally dispatched.